than Kinko. Grow like a fetus with no hands and feet to complete us. Then we return like Jesus with the whole world need us. Is it appetite for destruction? Slap a murder rap on this production. I touch something, trust nothing. Iron lung, twisted metal. I see him ducking my dark gun. Busting from every angle. Worldwide total carnage. The sickest flow. That be code name Agent Orange. Killing you slow. It's only right you pay homage to those that's about to blow like that shit up your nose. Silence as a rock when I strike. It's six o'clock. It's Monday. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. Yay! That's exciting. Uh, hey, we've got a great show tonight with a bunch of great comedians. Not a lot of people asked for comments, so we've got a lot of time for people. If you have a burning comment, please give it to people, and we'll leave time for that back here. The Joke Workshop works. You get a four-minute set at three minutes. You'll hear a horn. I try to do it on a punchline just to not fuck you up too much. Uh, and then you have a minute. And then after, you know, we answer your burning questions or, you know, whatever whatever you want. Cool, cool, cool. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We're down here at the corner of 21st and Florida, just like we are every Monday. And your first comedian, put your hands together, everybody, for Chris Beasley. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, let's see. Well, Fourth of July just happened, and there was a couple dogs barking throughout the fireworks. And I realized I've been there before, because that was life in America before George Floyd. Just like, hey, 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 some shit going on. Hey, hey. And everyone's like, shh, it's America. It's America. We're celebrating. Um, let's see. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Um, I just got married. Um, thank you, thank you. My wife wanted me to cry at the wedding, so I just looked at the bill the entire time. Um, yeah, me and my wife, we just kind of different financially. Um, it's weird, it's weird. My wife treats money like an unborn fetus. No matter what, she's getting rid of it. Turns out I'm pro-life, she's pro-choice. Um, it's weird too. They're in the Roe v. Wade situation. Um, my wife wanted to go out and protest and I realized it's the worst time to be in an interracial relationship because I didn't want to move. And she was like, we protested for you last year. It's unfortunate. So I had to go out there and protest. Um, yeah, I, I've seen the protesting happening. And it's like, oh, I think this is I don't know, like black people got this down, the rhythms, the, the protest was off. I didn't feel the vibes and things like that. I was doing my best. Um, I think I think women need like a MLK figure, you know, like someone that's kind of cooning, but doing it just enough that, okay, that was too much. <laughs> We're working on that. Uh, let's see. Oh, have, I hate when people say keep that energy, like keep that same energy. That's annoying to me, right? Like if I see my buddy get beat up, I'm not going to keep the energy I had before he got beat up. The only people that keep that same energy are stormtroopers and uh, there's one other stormtroopers and oh, Fast and Furious movies. That's what it was. Yeah. Keep the same energy. Um, my wife watches a lot of murder movies and shows and she finds it really interesting. And I'm always like, oh, that's how I'll get away with it. We watch it differently. Um, uh, my dad talks about covid like he talks about women he's like oh you just getting that variant 
I've been at that barrier. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. There was some others. My wife wants me to cry. I did that. Um, I used to measure like life by my happiness. Then I realized I was really happy. There's a lot of rich people saying money doesn't buy happiness. Like maybe I need to try money and sadness. Apparently it's a good motivator because I'm broke. Um, thank you. Uh, mm -mm -mm. uh that's no, nah, I'm not gonna do that one. Um, this one, yeah, I don't know if it works, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I feel like racism is over. Well, like not over. It's just like there's two sides of it. There, like Sesame Street, people aren't talking to black kids. I don't know if y'all seen that. And Draymond Green gets to say whatever the fuck he wants. I'm I'm confused. I feel like Draymond Green has proved racism is over because he says wild things. Uh, last thing, I've been Lyft driving, and um, I got like pick. I had to pick up homeless people because they had cell phones. And it's like weird. They don't have a house, but their messages go blue. You know, that's unsettling for me. All right. Thank you. That's my time. Chris Beasley. Wait, stay up there. I have one little, I have one tag for you. So you, um, you said something that was like um, kind of cooning. Uh -huh. And I feel like there's, um, it's, there's not enough explanation. So it would be like kind of cooning is the opposite of Kunta Quinte. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Something like that. Like it's wordplay, but it's also like there's a... Something yeah. happening. I just thought the words are kind of similar. Gotcha, gotcha. And then with racism being over, what if Draymond Green, Draymond Green, Draymond, Draymond Green, what if he's a Muppet? Like mm. he becomes a Muppet and he's like this big blue monster. He's a big black monster, whatever yeah, kind of yeah, monster yeah. he is. And he says whatever, whatever gross, ridiculous thing he says, like as a quote, but as a Muppet, like as if he is on Sesame Street. Yeah. Oh, combining those two. Right. Ah, I see. I see. So it's like, here's one, here's the other, here's them together. Yeah. It's like, that's the third part of the joke that makes it work. It's like, what if, what if Draymond Green was on Sesame Street ooh, and he ooh. was a Muppet and he said, <laughs> that's a good way to eat your watermelon that. kids or whatever, just whatever yeah, terrible yeah, yeah. thing he could say or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. That was horrible. I like that. No, that's good. I appreciate it. Cool. Everybody clap your hands together for Chris Beasley. Yay. Yay. Your next comedian. What a lovely, what a lovely young man all the way from Vermont. And I know he likes gummy bears. Put your hands together for Charlie Moore. Yay. I feel like is another tag. Maybe you could say something about like, he's cooning um, like a woman, a pick me girl joke or something like that. And be like an abortion leader who was like, I respect abortion, but I think men should have a say too, or like something that's. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't say the n word that often. It's it's not because I can't. I don't know. Like the n word, it, the n word's like a step sibling to me. Like it's not against the rules per se. Something just feels a little weird about it when, right? Like. It also, it doesn't really make sense in context either. Like, just based on the way I've grown up, and for those who haven't heard my stuff, I grew up around all white people. Like, 75% of my stories are about white people, and 25% are, are about me. And using the N-word to describe a guy named Blake or Charlie just doesn't make much sense, really. I mean, I literally learned the N-word from a white person. It was elementary school, and my teacher, she goes, students, 
I'm going to read aloud this word one time, but I want you guys to know that this is a very bad word, and you should never say it. Which, like... <laughs> yeah, that was my reaction when I heard her say it. I went, <laughs> But she says... She goes, students, I just want to let you know, this is a very bad word, and you should never say it. Which, in retrospect, I feel like if she'd written truck on the whiteboard instead, it would have served the same purposes. Like, all right, that was a sad joke. That's not true. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to stand on any moral high ground or anything either. Like, it's the same way when I go to the East Coast. I don't say hella anymore. I don't say it not because I can't, just because if I say it on the East Coast, people look at me and they're like, wow, you really are half Californian. Wow. And then they'll ask me to say it again or something, and I'll say the N-word the same way a drunk vegan eats chicken nuggets. Like, okay, just this once. Uh, <laughs> the only time I really ever said the N-word was around the one other black boy who was in my high school. And we didn't really say it the normal way, though. We said it the way that, like, we didn't say it the normal way. We'd say it like, oh, can you close the door over there, my nigga? <laughs> It was fun, though, and he, it was the best part is he and I would play this game called Black Marco Polo. He would go hide, and then I would try to find him every time the N-word came on, and he was the only one in the room who was saying it. It was a fun game. Uh, the one thing that bothers me, though, is that white people then, they'd ask, they'd ask if they could say the word. And I'm just saying, they'd be like, why, is, why can you say this word that we can't? White people, there's a lot of things you guys can say that black people can't. For instance, I demand the rights that were guaranteed to me by the original Constitution. We can't say that. It's messed up. Uh, I told you guys I took a trip to the South. That was cool. Uh, people told me the South was going to be a racist place. Found that not to be the case. Found Southern hospitality to be a very real thing. People were so kind, they'd go out of their way to offer me directions without me even having to ask. It was great. Like one guy came up to me and he goes, hey son, looks like you're in the wrong town. That was so nice of him. And thing, I think the South is very anti-racist. I'm not going to lie. Because in the U.S., in the North, we celebrate a flag that stands for racism and a horrible history. They make us salute that flag. In the South, they celebrate the flag of the country that rose up to try to defeat that flag. Go South. All right, thank you guys so much. You like the cat Blanca. Charlie Moore, everyone. Hey, Charlie. How you doing? I got a good uh, tag. For that, uh, things white people say all the time that you can't joke. Be like, hey, dad, can you pick me up? Oh. <laughs> that could work. I'll try um, it. I, I think that the, the, words, um, the word sentence, drunk vegan chicken nuggets, is amazing. Uh. And that it should be a band. And it made me, it was so funny. And you just glossed oh, over it. Drunk vegan chicken, a drunk vegan eating chicken nuggets. I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. Just yeah. It was really funny. I'm me. vegetarian, so that's literally me when I like, oh, that's eat so chicken cute. nuggets. I, I really yeah. enjoyed that one. And then you had so much new stuff tonight. That's so great. Yeah, thank that's you. That's really great. Appreciate You've been it. writing this week. Uh, other comments? This is just a, I don't even notice if you noticed it, but mm -hmm. when you said um, the other black boy in your class, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes in the South people say boy. Uh -huh. Instead of kid, and so like, 
to me, it was oh. like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm like, oh, damn. Accidental. So I'll say the other yeah. black guy. Yeah, so, or, yeah, that makes sense. Or is the whiteness in you just came out and you said boy and uh, you didn't know. Oh, shit. It, so I just doubled down on it and did it. That's like, good, what? too. <laughs> <laughs> Clap your hands together for Charlie Moore. Yay. Like your next comedian is my rock, and she just got up at Cheaper Than Therapy this Saturday. Clap your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Hello. Thank you. Welcome to Monday, everybody. All right. I'm a boomer. Yeah. Just putting it out there. I'm a baby boomer, and I think that we should have a, um, I want to make a, a bumper sticker that says baby boomer on board and it has a little picture next to it of an old little old lady drooling in her soup so everybody knows be cautious there's a baby boomer on board um baby boomers get a bad rap and uh it's not we're not all that bad some of us yes some of us i think mitch mcconnell is a baby boomer and he can rot in hell because he says all kinds of shitty things but for the most part, we're just trying to live another day and not get shot at the supermarket and have one more um, misunderstood pop culture reference. That's something like that. I don't know. Uh, there was another part. Oh, I don't remember the other part. But anyway, the, um, the last part was um, don't call me ma'am. I hate that shit. Don't call me sir either. Just call me Ms. Or like you would say to some old guy, hey, mister. Just go, hey, Ms. That's, that would be fine. And I don't have a tag for that, though. So if anybody has anything they could say about that, that'd be fine. Um, nails. Why do we have finger and toenails? Have you thought about that? Why don't our fingers just end in flesh on both sides? It's kind of weird when you think about it that we have these nails. I mean, are they to pick up something? What? What, uh, like a dime, you, they come in handy, but um, I just was wondering why we have nails, and I forget uh, what else about that, but it was a, um, over the years, I've accumulated a small, and I like to think that it's well-written, pile of suicide notes. I'm always loath to throw away anything I might need one day, and it's okay, you can laugh, I'm still here. Turns out you can't overdose on Flintstones chewables. Who knew? So last night I was tracing down memory lane, memory lane, and I came across a few embarrassing faux pas. I wrote them down. I think dearest loved ones is probably better than listen up bitches in your suicide note. And it's not really necessary to have catering instructions in your note. Like here I had, at my memorial service, do not serve red meat or pork. Really? What right do I have to ask that? If you want to kill yourself with animal fat, who am I to judge? In rereading these last night, I was reminded of some other valuable lessons that I'd like to pass along. One is it's damn near impossible to drown your head in the ocean when you hate getting your hair wet. Also, leather takes two weeks to dry completely. And kitchen knives aren't as sharp as they appear on TV. But perhaps the most important lesson is that if you reuse an old suicide note, remember to change the date. 
because some people are sticklers about that and they never let you forget it. Thank you. Like <laughs> a little delayed laugh there. Thank you, Darren. Um, why do we have why do we have to learn scissors, paper, rock? I had a thing with Josh the other day that we had to do scissors, paper, rock, and I don't know how to do that because I didn't grow up doing that. When I was a kid, we, we determined things based on who could empty their bladder faster on the begonias. So enough of this scissors, paper, rock shit. Let's get back to peeing on the flowers. All right, that's my time. Thanks very much. Laura Crowd with new stuff. Wait, wait, I have some stuff. I, I love, love, love um, that you're talking about being a boomer because everyone's so mean to boomers right now. Maybe like a Reagan reference or a disco reference or something like something that no one will get anyway. And then you can even reference it and be like, of course, you don't know about Ra like trickle down economics, something 80s, early 80s ish gas, gas prices like you. You think gas prices are high now in 1979. We had to wait in line, whatever. Yeah, whatever. We're like, it was so expensive. And we liked it. <laughs> we loved it. Um, loath is a great word. I'm loath to throw anything away. I fucking love that. And with the kitchen knives, take out the word kitchen and put the word ginsu. Because you say TV anyways, and there's I, ginsu knives because those are the ones on TV, especially yes. from the yes. 80s. And they cut the tin can and they yes. cut the nail. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then they cut Wait. the tomato in the air. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yay, Lauren Kraus. Kinsu knives. And then Cutco knives are really sharp too. And uh, my ex, everybody sells them door to door at some point. Uh, your next comedian specifically asked for comments. So take out a piece of paper and take notes and clap your hands wildly, everybody, for Josh Kotsky. Yay. Charlie, your uh, boy thing reminded me of something, so I'm just going to go through it. Uh, I, I, I know person of color is like the right word now but I feel weird saying that um like a lot of white guys my age everything I know about racism comes from the movie remember the titans and in that movie and like every movie from that era there's always a scene where there's like a racist guy, white guy on his porch and he's like hey boy no colored people here and like I didn't know that all that was wrong with saying that is that they had the words flipped and they didn't have a preposition in the middle it's like, oh, people of color is good. Color people is, is that, does that work with everything? It's like, hey, get your backs of wet out here. I don't know. <laughs> um, I just went to Portland. We're doing all black jokes. All right. I just went to Portland. Portland's weird because they have BLM posters everywhere, uh, but only like two BLs. Oh, it's a, it's a weird, you no, know, it kind of feels like going to the Sahara Desert, seeing a giant billboard, you know, save the whales. We, we all know you guys move there because you hate whales. Don't try and pretend. Um, where are we going? All right. Um, my, parent, my, my girlfriend's Asian. My parents are really weird about race. Like, they're not racist, but, like, I don't know. I'll be like, hey, you guys want to get dinner? And they'll be like, cool, we can get sandwiches. And I'll be like, oh, my girlfriend's coming. They're like, oh, let's go get dumplings. I'm like, I don't – is that racist? I can't tell. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, you guys might not know this. Uh, I used to be a model. As not a joke, when I was an infant, I was a child model. I worked a lot with Mervyn's, which is now bankrupt. So I guess I wasn't very good at it. Um, <laughs> I, uh, my, my biggest account, uh, when Sony came out with the Vio, I was like part of their ad. And I was like, I was everywhere. I was on GQ. I was on billboards. I was on the walls of pedophiles everywhere. I was, I was super popular. 
Um, uh, we're doing, oh yeah. Um, it feels weird knowing that I was a child model and like you know probably the most famous best four years of my life. I can't remember. You know, it was kind of like college. All right. Blacking out jokes. Um, I, I actually, so I saw, I was look, trying to show a friend of mine uh, these ads and I saw uh, this picture, like the magazine I was in was selling on eBay and it was $15 and I looked and it said uh, 10 sold. I was like, who the fuck is buying nudes of me as a baby? This feels, feels weird. But they were selling. Uh, what I thought was interesting was the magazine, when it came out, it was $2 and this thing was selling for $10, which means that by virtue of me being in it, it is now five times more expensive. So, ladies? All right. <laughs> it's fucking tough. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Um, I uh, No, it's weird that my best days are behind me, and, like, I know that. Like, do you guys remember the It Gets Better campaign? I was, like, the only person that doesn't apply to. Oh, I, it's, never, it's never getting better from there. It's me and Macaulay Culkin. We're in a weird group. Yeah, that was fast. Um, all right, we're going to get weird here. Um, I don't know. I think the It Gets Better thing was like for a gay youth thing. Um, I think I think my bullies were trying to turn me gay, you know, because I'd always be like, oh, I like musicals. They'd be like, musicals are gay. I'd be like, I like the A's. They'd be like, the A's are gay. And I'd be like, oh, shit, like all my favorite things are gay. I don't, are you guys recruiting? It's like gay sleeper cells out here trying to get more. All right. Um, last one, all right, fuck it, um, I was on, uh, I don't even know where to go with this, I was on Wheel of Fortune, uh, I need to write more about it, um, but no, it's a, it's a cool thing that I did, but Wheel of Fortune, people are always like, oh, it sounds so great, and like, yeah, it was great, but I also now have, like, an irrational hatred of certain letters, you know, like, has the letter Q ever cost you $39,000? Oh. All right, I need to find somewhere to go with that, but I think my time's up, so. Josh Kotsky! Did you really lose $39,000 on a queue? So the the final words was quite ambitious, and I had, like, no words to go on. I have, like, a, I, have, I need to write more on that. So you did R-S-T-L-N-E. They so give you those. So that's automatic, and then I did, like, C-P-H-O, and it just gave me nothing. And yeah, and you just there was nothing. So yeah. you were actually in the finals. That's amazing. Oh yeah, I won that shit. I'm, guys, I'm really good at wheel of fortune. I need to watch that. I need, I need to I need watch to that. Fucking write a five minute bit. Yeah. Jared yeah. has comments. Yeah. Okay. So I like the I like the bit with your Asian girlfriend. Take it a bit further. You'd be like, you'd be like, oh, let's get. Oh, we're gonna go get dumplings. Okay, that's fine. She brought the car. She can take us. Never mind. Uh oh, <laughs> oh, doubling down on the racism. Oh, yeah. Very nice. I have a whole thing I thought because of the sandwiches that um, the first place to go, and I feel like it's still a setup, but your parents said sandwiches, she's Asian, and they go, oh, so bon mi? Bon mi? But you're still in setup mode. There's yeah. still got to be a punchline after I could that. I do something like, I mean, that's Vietnamese, she's Chinese, but you don't know. Right, 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 right. So yeah. there we go. And they're like, well, like aren't, they, aren't they all Orientals? Or yeah, isn't it yeah, all yeah. Oriental food? I mean, I don't know if you have an accent for your parents or something. I mean, it's all, and it's, it's low-hanging racist fruit, but, I mean, if it attunes That's to you. That's my kind of fruit, apparently. <laughs> other, other comments? Uh, for the, um, for the, you were a baby, and you ended up, the magazine, you ended up everywhere. Uh, instead of saying pedophile, just slowly lead into it. Like, I was everywhere. I was in a GQ magazine. I was on the wall at a cathedral. I was in an R. Kelly song. <laughs> just, like, kind of set them all up without telling us. Gotcha. And then I think the bullies, if the bully has a name, you can be like, Billy told me that 
Uh, the eighties were gay. This was gay, and then I was like, "Billy, I like you." He's like, "I'm gay." Yeah. Ah! That's, that's gotcha. really good. Thanks, man. Were you really a child model? Yeah, no, I was like when Sony came out with the Vio, I was legitimately like on GQ page five. Wow. Yeah. That's All downhill. <laughs> so for the um, the Q thing that cost you thirty five thousand dollars, there's a way to loop that into QAnon. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, also you can loop that back into how you were in GQ. Oh, Q and on GQ. Mm-hmm. So I just forgot that letter mm-hmm. console. Letter, and you know how much Josh likes wordplay. Trying to get out of the puns, yeah, you guys. No, I swear, you're, you're no more puns. To, stick to your strengths, or you know, do whatever you want. I but I, I no love strength. your wordplay. Uh, yeah, I was thinking. Um, I think you, should, you could hit harder. The it would hit maybe a little harder if you instead of saying, "Is that racist about the food?" Like to just say, "Is that, and I can't figure out is that racist or considerate." Yeah. Like, it's like, on the one hand, they're trying, you know what I mean? But then it's like, how do I feel if I go to her parents' house and it's like, oh, stir fried gefilte fish or something, yeah. you know what I mean? Something like that. Oh, shit. What was the other thing? I'm sorry, bud. Can't oh, remember. Good. I appreciate it, man. That's it. Stir fried. I've, I've got something in the booth. Um, the tone, the way that you speak, not, not the words themselves, but it feels like you're always kind of getting you're almost approaching something all the time and you need to kind of change up your speech patterns when you actually get there. Yeah, I'm more just like trying to write on stage right now. Like right, where it's gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate it. Though. But that makes and sense that you yeah. should listen to just the patterns of like... Okay, I think it would be fun... If when you said you model, you start modeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Maybe god. Maybe not funny, but I'd enjoy that. Yeah. Wait. Funny. What the fuck? Tyra. Ty- you, Tyra banks it out up there. Yeah, Give us a little. Body. Like my walkout on stage. Put your. Well, you've got that chair there, so you can use the architecture. Like you could do a little Riker pose. Like put your leg up on the chair and do like a deep knee bend. Ooh, crawling yeah, seductively. Thumb, That's yeah. fun. I was thinking that you should tie together that you were famous for two two parts of your life, and then the wheel, yeah. and the wheel of fortune. Tie them together somehow. What they taught you, or what what being a baby model taught you to do for yeah. wheel of fortune, or you could, what you learned on wheel of fortune that you could have used as a baby model. Yeah. Maybe something yeah. with Q would be funny. Goo goo gaga. You got to use G yeah. O. I'm the only person here with the IMDb. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have an IMDb credit. Put your hands together, everybody, for Josh Gotsky. That's how the joke workshop works. Your next comedian is a very funny, lovely human being and wonderful. Put your hands together for Brady Pearson. Well, hello, Mutiny Radio. Thank you, Pam. It's so good to be here. You know, I really love it when young people say, I've learned so much at this time. I know what it's like to get older. You know, and we're talking older by like 28 or 29, like you're done, like you're finished. I mean, I've been around long enough that everything old is new again, right? I mean, let's see, we have high gas, we have inflation, right? We have a cold war. And what else? Next, that wasn't very funny, but oh, yes. And now finally, something darkly funny, but now a pox on you. A pox on you. I never thought I would live in an age where they were serious. Isn't that some fucked up? You, you know what I'm talking about here, monkey pox, right? 
you, do, you know, do you know about do do you you there? Yes, in the beautiful blue cerulean sweater. Um, do you know about monkeypox? Okay, so yeah, we can now we're now living in an age where we have the black plague and monkeypox. Ooh, fun for everybody. I love it. And I keep thinking, going back over these years, and I keep thinking about like what are the things that might have made me this fabulous faggot that you see standing before you today. And I'm wondering, you know, could it have been when I was a little kid, and I was. Did anybody else grow up religious? Anybody else? Grow up? Okay. And so, you know what? It really made me feel that, like, if anything, I could be gay for Jesus. You know what I mean? Because the way they talk to him, and you're like this little boy. You're like, I'm like nine. And they say to me, do you accept Christ into your heart? Give him your whole body, your mind, soul. Yes, yes, I can feel him feeling me. I can feel him feeling me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, that's just you, Dad. Okay, but oh, my God. Um, what other things am I thinking about that are a little bit different today? So I want to think about new things. Oh, yes. I knew I was special when I was nine years old. What did you want for Christmas? Anybody, what did you want for Christmas when you were nine? A bike? Karen? I w- you know what I wanted as a little faggot? Revenge. So here's the deal. Is anybody the youngest of children here? Anybody youngest? Youngest? We know what it's like, right? So your parents send you out into Walt Disney World with your most loved or hated sibling, and now you are together for the entire day, right? And so my brother's like, we're going to go on every worst ride that you are going to hate. So he goes screaming through the blackness of Space Mountain. And he takes me to this haunted house thing, which was terrifying. And then finally... Finally, he throws me in the bumper cars, and you know what little big brothers are like with bumper cars, don't you? And by this time, my little faggoty self was over it. I began to plan my escape immediately. So I said, oh, my God, you know, I, you know what I really want? I would really like a lemonade. Can you, can you just do that for me? Can you just go ahead and give me a lemonade? He's like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. And the minute he got in line, I just, well, I left. I had the best time of my life. Made sure, you know, I gave him a second, made sure I left. And the best time of my life, I went on those little teacups, those fairy teacups, right? Thank you. I went out on the two, uh, 2,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Nemo, right? And then filled with, I think, sugar, cotton candy, and soda, I remember being cramped on the final tram back to Frontierland and the most saintly of sounds. You had one thing to do with him, Brett Andrew. Where is your brother? You, are you mean to tell me you lost your brother? On Christmas? My God. And being really concerned, I waited outside for a few more minutes. I went in and I was like, oh my God. Oh, Brett, oh my gosh. What happened? You were just gone. You were suddenly just gone. What happened? Where did you go? And my mother's like, oh, don't worry about it, Brady. You, you, Brett, Christmas is over for you. It's done. You're going to bed right now. Brady, here, have some hot cocoa. Have some candy. Have a little licorice. And for all of you out there that have said that, Revenge is best served cold. I can tell you, it tastes more like licorice. That's it. Thank you. Pretty person, everyone. Yay. He's so old that he remembers when they were bumper cars at Disneyland. <laughs> but they, they, I don't think they've had him. I don't remember him from when I was a kid. Um, but and then on the leagues under the sea, it actually used to go all the way underwater. And, yes. then, and then it stopped because people almost died and drowned. One of my... Yeah, it used to go all the way underwater and then it stopped and it got flooded. One of my 
friends, Nick Maravich, when he was a child, he was on it and his father put him on his shoulders and they all thought they were going to die, but they got them out. And that's why they changed it so they don't actually go underwater anymore. Because so, it was so long ago. Same thing with bumper cars. That's people get injured. Uh, there was lovely Brady Pearson. Yay. Your next comedian. Clap your hands together for Dan Lewis. Yay. In the it's the scene in the black woman. All right, all right, guys. Good to see you. Good to see you. Anybody watch last month, uh, watch Shark Week? You guys know Shark Week on Discovery Channel? People seem to like Shark Week. I think a little sad, though, every year because I realize, like, sharks don't get to enjoy Shark Week at all. Well, it's a little sad. They're weak. They have no idea that it's happening. They have no way to know because they don't watch TV. That'd be like if Gay Pride Month was only held at Bass Pro Shops. Right. Talking to friends of mine the other day. They're looking for a house. They didn't buy this house the other day. They didn't put an offer in because uh, it has a ghost, they said, and they believe that it has a ghost. They're like, we're not moving in there. I find that a little weird because what does a ghost really do? A ghost, you know, maybe creaks the floorboards, maybe moves your stapler five inches to the right, hardly does anything. And these same people live with a cat. If you told me a house had a ghost, I'd be like, I don't care. If they're like, well, the ghost tears up the couch, shits in a box every night, I'd be like, I am not going to live here. Um, you guys never uh, talk to foodies at a Mexican restaurant, and they have to remind you that the burrito is not Mexican. It's actually created in America. Did you know that? That's a fact about the burrito. It was not invented in Mexico. But I do feel like we should gift it to Mexico. The way that the French gifted us the Statue of Liberty. It was created there, but it's quintessentially American. The burrito was created here, but it has all the same ingredients, and it's quintessentially Mexican. It's been fully embraced by Mexico. It's time to have a big ceremony. Gift the burrito to Mexico. Maybe you can even put a giant burrito statue in Veracruz Harbor. You know? But people would see it not on the way in, but on the way out. I think so. Thinly veiled. No, no, it's not a poop joke, Pam. No. But I have to take responsibility for that misunderstanding. Uh, it's because people are leaving Mexico. They, they would, you see Statue of Liberty on the way in, reminding you that you're in America. You see the burrito on the way out, reminding you you're leaving Mexico. Yeah. Right. Stay with me, people. Stay with me. No, that's my, obviously, that's my fault. Uh, I don't like STD tests. At like a beginning, like a beginning of a relationship, a lot of times you get a round of STD tests. Make sure you're clean. I don't like it just comes back saying clean. Kind of makes it look like you get no action at all. I think it should, have, it should say clean, but it should have some history on it, you know? Yeah, but he's had chlamydia twice. So, he's a real stud. Uh, I remember I got my first job. I had full benefits. They're like, you have full benefits, full medical benefits. Uh, but then they said, plus vision and dental. Like, wait a minute, what do you mean full plus vision and dental? Why does full not include my ability to see and chew food? What else is not included that you're not plussing? You know, I don't want to show up at the hospital and be like, oh, you don't have full plus insides. Mainly just dermatology. <laughs> trying to figure out which one I want to do from these. Yeah. I support LGBTQ plus, of course. Uh, I'm a 
big supporter. I like like that they added the plus. It makes things a little bit easier because it was getting a little bit long. At some point, they cut it off, and they were like, let's just go with plus after the Q. I think it was when the A arrived they decided to do this. Because the A is a little rude, I think. It's asexual, okay? That's a group that's defined as not being interested in the subject that you're talking about. Take any other organization. National Association of Skydivers and Non-Skydivers? Doesn't make any sense. To see how offensive this is, imagine if I tried to do this with POC, right? Person of color plus. You know, no color. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Dan Lewis. He has an appreciation for albinos with alopecia. Clap your hands for Nick, Nick or Dan Lewis. Why did I call you Nick there? Dan Lewis, yay! That was weird. My brain just went. Your next comedian. Uh, hey, you could see him at the punchline every Sunday, making you pizza. Put your hands together for the very funny Jared Senna. Yay! Is the best Keep it going for Pam, everybody. How are we doing, guys? I just realized that I'm slowly becoming a horrible person. Just this last weekend, uh, my best friend confided in me that her boyfriend was dying. And I acted sad for her, of course, but in my head I was like, let's go, she's going to be single now. Yeah. Yeah, I should probably feel bad about that, but I mean, it's, it's going to be a great conversation starter. Sorry your boyfriend's dead, but Indian food? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, I'm trying to be better. Um, I'm trying to be more woke, more progressive. I've been caring more about social causes, particularly uh, small business and women. So I stopped watching porn, and I started buying OnlyFans subscriptions. Thank you, because, I mean, like, if you're going to watch porn, you might as well buy it. Like, they're getting naked and having sex with strangers for you least you can do is help them pay their rent. I mean, how else are they going to make their porn? Uh, um, in fact, I've been helping so many uh, sex workers pay for their rent that I can't even pay for mine. So if anyone wants to help support me, I created an OnlyFans of my own. That joke sucks. <laughs> All right. Um... I always think the worst in people. Like, uh, my brother, he has eczema on his face. So whenever he would try to uh, scratch his face, he wouldn't. He would just pat his face like this. I mean, that's fine, but every time I walk past his room and I just hear... I keep thinking something else is going on. Maybe eczema is just a front. All right, uh, what are we else? Uh, yeah, um, oh, yeah. And yeah, Pam's right. I am the cook at the punchline. Um, some may say having a comedian perform while you work is a little distracting, but it helps for me because I get to know what's going on in the room. Like last weekend, the headliner asked if the place was burning. And he was right. The place was burning. I left like three pizzas in the oven. Yeah, it was a mess that day. The oven broke. The microwave did too. The only thing that was working was the printer for the orders. So, and that just kept on piling up as I was trying to like 
beat up a frozen pretzel with a with a blow dryer. Okay. Um, um, working a lot is uh, is also starting to make me a horrible person because people can just say whatever they want to you, and you're supposed to keep the customer service face going on. One time uh, at my other job at a coffee shop, uh, a guy I was taking this guy's order, and he just said, "Just get me anything." Like he stood in line and he looked at the menu, and the best he could come up with is get me anything. I'm like, sir, there are 30 drinks on the menu. You sure you want me to just get you anything? He was like, yeah, I don't care. Just get me anything. So I ended up giving him a concussion. He got a cash register to the forehead. Anyways, uh, that's my time. Give it up for Pam. It was 100% Clap wildly for Jared Senna. You are a brave... I am sorry that people stared at you. I think I'm high, so that's my excuse. Uh, your next comedian. It's great to see him. I haven't seen him in a long time. Uh, put your hands together, everybody. For Hunter Uniac. Yay! In the world? Save the so they worship what they know not. Fuck yes. And they- I like my woman like I like my eggs. By the dozen. I like my woman like I like my eggs. The whites separated from the yellows. I'm opening up with this shit. I don't give a fuck. I like my woman like my like I like my eggs. Cage free. I like my woman like I like my eggs. Brown and organic. I like my woman like I like my eggs. I don't like eggs. Alright, that's a great way to start off your set and be likable. <laughs> um I had a weird weekend. Um this weekend. I um I I on purpose, I on purpose. Failed to, failed to drown my best friend's kid. Normal people call that a baptism. You know, that's fucking weird. Like, we were there, and, like, the priest is all talking, saying, like, this child is now the most sin-free child in the world, you know, as soon as he got baptized. And then right when that happened, the kid shit his pants. And all I could think to myself was, I'm so proud of my godson. Weird, though. Peep, peep. Catholics are, fu- Catholics are fucking needy. They are. We're, we're in there. We're praying. Uh, well, I'm not a Catholic, but I was raised Irish Catholic, and we're praying. And um, like in this prayer, they say, like, St. John, pray for us. St. whoever, pray for us. You guys know that prayer? And all I'm thinking to myself is, like, these people died and went to heaven, which is supposed to be eternal bliss, and you're just ruining their day off? You know what I mean? It's like, I, if I died, all right, and I was a saint, which if that ever happened, turned to Satan. But if I died and became a saint, and you guys started just, like, you know, annoying me and saying, like, God, or not God. Hunter, can you please, like, you know, do this thing for me? I would fucking turn to Satan immediately. All right. I, um, I don't like people who are late. Like, a punctuality is very important to me. It really is. Like, um, one time this, um, I was, this Tinder date I saw for a couple of days, she was late by two months, so I ghosted her. I'm really likable during this set, Pam. <laughs> it's fucking great. Like, you're like, oh, I haven't seen Hunter in fucking months. Now it's like, now I know why I haven't seen Hunter in fucking months. Weird though. Like, um, I just don't get, like, the biggest thing about being late is education. You know, people are always like, oh, well, it's better late than never. I got education. You know, like, my kids are so proud of me. No, they're not, Karen. You spent their high school years, their, enti- their best years of your life, getting a degree on DeVry instead of talking to them. 
in communications. Do you understand how ironic that is, Karen? Anybody here going to college late? No? Good. It's crazy, though, guys. Um, I have jokes I want to say, but there's a kid here. <laughs> All right. It's weird, though, with punctuality. Like, what, 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 imagine if a superhero, like the Flash, you know, was like, like fucking 20 minutes late saved my life. It's like, well, better late than never. No, it's not. Say it to my fucking murderer, Flash. I'm dead. Thank you. You know what, guys? This has been a set. That's my time, Hunter Uniac. Hunter Uniac! It's so lovely to see him. He likes eggs. He doesn't like eggs. How do you actually like your eggs cooked? You have a, are you poached? Are you a poached man? Sunny side up. All right. I'm just, I'm just curious. Um, your next comedian's new to the room, everybody. Also wants comments. So get your notepads out and be cool and take notes for Megan McCarthy. Hi, my name is Megan McCarthy. I'm used to uh, saying Megan McCarthy, an alcoholic, but uh, this is a different room. So I, I hope that it's okay that there's a kid here because all I'm going to do is talk about cock. So I apologize ahead of time. Um, all right. So, I've literally never done this. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Great. Yeah, applaud now because you won't want to after. All right. So, um, let's see. Yeah, it was really hard for me to think of jokes. You know, I, my mind starts going to the future, you know, like past the work. Like, before I do the work, I start thinking about what I'm going to get in reward, you know? So I kept thinking about, like, how much dick I'm going to get, like, when I'm this great stand-up comic. And I was like, oh, man, concentrate. Like, write something down. So um, I don't know if you guys have ever been with someone and you've been hooking up with a guy and then everything you do is, like, supposedly, like, leading up to sex. And you're just like, no, man, I'm just trying to have a conversation, you know? I was uh, talking to this guy, you know, about just my day. And he's like, oh, you're making me so horny. So I texted back. I don't care. He got kind of, he got a little hurt by that. Like, okay, never mind. Like, as though I'm supposed to care, like that I'm, that that's like the purpose of me just being awesome is to make you horny. Like, no, thanks. So, um, let's see. Uh, so yeah, um, you know, I see all the time, like, you know, we're supposed to get like, eight hours of sleep, like make sure to get your sleep, like it's the cause of all these health problems. And I tend to be kind of suspicious of anything that, you know, results in kind of like being isolated from the world or, oh, don't go outside, just go to sleep. Or, you know, something that's gonna sell you something like, oh, these sleep apps, like buy this sleep app, buy this mattress, you know, get these medications, help you sleep better. You know, if, if you're trying to sell me something then that solution probably isn't the one, you know, they say like get seven, eight hours of sleep a night. I'm like, you know, what about like, seven, eight um, hours of cock at night, you know? Make sure to get those eight cocks a night or that eight-inch cock at night. That's like more mine because at least you're connecting. I like to make a connection with an erection, so it's all good. Um, let's see. Um, I like a, I prefer a man who's, uh, and I apologize again for my language, but I like a man whose favorite food is pussy. If I ask you your favorite food and you say pizza, it doesn't cut it. Um, I recently learned about ethical non-monogamy, or I just like heard that word, 
And, you know, I'm so used to like thinking that I have to be in this like traditional relationship. And, and, um, so it was just like, wow, like this is amazing. Cause how could I possibly find someone who, who has all these particular qualities that I want, you know? Um, sometimes I go to the swingers club, actually, um, speaking of multiple people, um, go to the swingers club and like really, um, you know, I, I had a, a foursome with three men and it was, oh, it's interesting. Basically, anyway, it was like, uh, you know, just really the joy of just having a bunch of dicks around you, you know? And when I do that, I like to practice saying no, you know, because I'm the queen. Everyone's here to pleasure me. And, you know, if I don't feel like doing something, I don't need to need a reason. I don't need to say it aggressively even. I can if I want, but I don't need to. I just, no, I don't feel like that. No, it's like a queen being offered bonbons. No, not you. Mm, I'll have some of that. No. So I like to do that. Thank you very much. Yay! Megan McCarthy in her first set ever. Yay! You stay up there. Oh, you asked for comments. Oh, oh. So, um... I like how you're equating doing stand-up to getting dick. I like that. So you could be like, I'm not here to be a comic. I'm just here to announce to people that I'm single and get some dick. Uh, It's very brave. Very brave. I have have something. So I I, I picked up on what you were trying to do, but structurally, I think because you're new, you didn't get it exactly right, but... The whole sleep industry and all the different things that people can do and buy and all the options available. You know, some people, I don't know if the joke is you sleep better after you've had some cock or you can feel energized after you've had some, but there's something there just like, you know, some people want a thick mattress. I just want a thick cock and I prefer one that's extra firm, like something like that. Or the sleep number bed where you get to adjust it to your own satisfaction. And that might work in with your ethical non-monogamy thing of like, sometimes I feel like a, sometimes I feel like a four, sometimes I feel like a nine. <laughs> My number is four. Yeah, right, your sleep number or whatever. All of that could go together. I mean, because it goes with that, that, um, that foursome ethical non-monogamy. That was, that was really great. And you're like honest and your personality comes through and that's wonderful. And um, congratulations on your first set. And yay, yay. And that I exist to make you horny is like a super feminist joke. It's just, it needs a little bit more massaging to get like, the f- I, like I got it. I'm like, oh, that's a feminist joke about like, my, my entire job exists to make you horny, sir. Good, you got it. That's what I exist is. Just objectify me in every way. Thank you. Like I got the subtext of that, but I just make it a little more obvious. And... Uh, you made a joke about alcoholism in an AA meeting at the top, but we really have one here on Thursdays at 8.30 if anyone's ever interested. Um, thanks so much. Clap everybody your hands together for Megan McCarthy. Hey, hey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's how the joke works. All right. Your next comedian is the job. all the way, all the way from Walnut Creek. Uh, clap it up for him, but more for his mom for driving him. Hey, everybody. It's Luca Branches. Yay. Wow. Yeah, give it up for uh, I, Megan one more time for our first ever set. That was good. Yeah, it's nice. I don't know, man. That set just made me realize how I'm, like, too comfortable around my mom when, be- like, when cock and shit is said. You know what I mean? I don't know. I've been doing this for too long for that. It's just so, it's so weird. I don't know, but 
You could literally scream cock into this mic 15 times. I wouldn't even be phased, dude. If I was 12, I'd be like, huh? But yeah, it's good. We're good now. Yeah, but my birthday's coming up. It's on July 20th. Yeah, two days from now. So you know, I'm growing older, getting older. Nice. I don't even know why I said that. Just for the applause, I guess. Uh, I, I, that's not even a part of my real jokes. I just want to say that. But yeah, no, I uh, I don't know. Have you guys seen? You guys for sure have seen the school shootings happening around, right? And you know, I I find that weird, right? Because everyone's talking about traumatizing or how you know bad it was. But I'm like, dude, I know what I would do if. If a school shooter came to my classroom, I know that every boy in my class would immediately try to tell a girl they like her. You know what I mean, dude? That's their first thought. That's even my first thought, right? Like, like, dude, if the school shooter came to my classroom, dude, they'd be crawling over to girls. They're like, dude, dude, they're trying to bang before they get bang banged. You know what I mean, right? Like, and you can even you can even reason with the school shooter for sure, right? If that school shooter is between the ages of 13 and 18. You can probably reason with them. You're like, bro, bro, just, just let me live for a little while longer. Come on, I'm trying to ask Rachel out for a little. Give me a second, you know what I mean? And you, you know what I mean? And then you'll get even more mad at them. You're like, dude, why'd you have to do this two days before the dance, bro? Like, bro, come on. Yeah, I, was, I had plans, man. But I don't know. I feel like I probably shouldn't say this next part, but I'm going to say it anyway. I don't know. I feel like, you know what I mean? With school shooters, it's the same thing as like, you, you know what, you can sense when a kid's gonna probably most likely to be a school shooter, right? Like, it's kind of like having a gaydar, but for shooters, you know what I mean? It's like a shootar. Um, I don't know, I'm just doing some wordplay or something. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I, uh, I don't really do much summer. I, I, I watch movies, I guess, right? Like I recently watched the movie Batman, The Batman. Have you guys watched The Batman, yeah? I don't know. I like those superhero movies. The only thing I hate about those superhero movies is the cops. You know what I mean? Like the cops in those superhero movies are always the biggest hypocrites, right? Because they hate these like vigilantes going around like killing people and using excessive force, right? Come on. That'd be like if Michael Jackson told R. Kelly not to like 13-year-old girls, all right? Like, come on. You can't say that, right? Right? These cops... These cops, they're like, man, I can't stand these goddamn vigilantes going around using excessive force. This is not how our justice system works. But it's like the cops saying that. And you're like, I don't even know you're allowed to do that, dude, right? But that's such BS. I, I feel like it's such BS, right? And especially in, like, like in Gotham also. You know what I mean? Your co these cops can't be that nice in Gotham City. All right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but another movie I recently rewatched, right? I rewatched this movie in Spanish class. It was the movie Coco. Yeah, right? Have you guys seen the movie Coco? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why, but we always watch the movie Coco in Spanish class just because it's like a Mexican movie, right? But we don't do that. Like in English class, we don't keep watching The Sandlot or some shit. You know what I mean, dude? In French class, we don't watch Ratatouille a ton, right? Like in, uh, like in ASL class, we don't watch Wally or anything. <laughs> Right? Come on. But it's just, it's so stupid to me, right? It's so dumb to me. Because the only thing, I rewatched that movie, right? And the only thing I noticed is that in that movie, there are only Mexican people in that whole movie. And most of that movie is based in heaven. So you guys know what that means, right? You know what that means. In Coco, either only Mexicans can go to heaven, or in Coco, heaven is segregated. 
Like, dude, that's a Disney Pixar movie. Are you serious? Heaven segregated? And I know what you're saying if you've seen the movie. You're like, Luke, how do you how do you know Heaven segregated? They're all skeletons. Yeah, but you saw what those skeletons were doing, right? There's no way those skeletons were super Republican white guys, right? Because, come on, come on. They were like, you know, I mean, they were shaking maracas, yelling griots. They weren't overturning Roe versus Wade. Come on. And and even if, right, that whole movie was based in Mexico and when they died, it went to Mexican heaven or whatever, right? But even if there had to be some Catholic Mexicans, right? There's no way there was no Catholic Mexicans. So I'm surprised you didn't see, like, you know what I mean? You die, you go to heaven, you're like, if you're a Catholic and you wake up in a different heaven, that'd be hella weird, dude. If I if I woke up and I saw the, the Hindu god Vishnu, that'd be so weird, right? I, imagine if you're a Mexican, you die, you go to heaven. Yo, why are there skeletons, bro? Oh my God. All right. Thank everyone of Luca Branches. The Dean Phenom Luca Branches. I got a comment. All right. I love the school shooting bit. You could take an even darker twist by telling the shooter to like kill your crush's boyfriend. You could be like, before you do this, bro, can you kill Trevor? He's dating Susie. Yeah. Put your hands together, everybody, for Luca Branches. He's amazing. Yay! Yay, Luke. Thanks for coming all the way from Walnut Creek. That's amazing. Uh, yo. <laughs> yeah. uh, your next comedian. Clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Connor Norton. Yay! I'll just hold on to my phone if that's cool. Uh, how's everyone? Impressive that uh, he knew Roe v. Wade. Is that like, you think you guys think that's a good thing or a bad thing? That he's like 14 and he, he also was like Roe versus Wade. That's a very hard way to say it. Um, okay, so I don't know how I want to intro this, but basically nowadays you see a lot of people getting in trouble for stuff that's, you know, the evidence is built up by what they do on their phones, you know, what they do on their emails, anything, any digital content that they don't know is saved in permanent record somewhere is and like Hillary, you saw with the emails or the lack thereof, you know, January 6th, they had to reconvene because there was new, new evidence that they were texting the, the witness. And I just think that's a lesson people need to figure, figure out. It's been 20 years now. Like, you know, there's no excuses. I learned that lesson when I was in seventh grade and my friends got involved in a bit of a child pornography tiff. It's just a little one, just a tiny little one. And, and, you, and to be fair, you know, it was seventh graders and seventh graders, you know, it was, uh, Everyone was both criminal and victim, so don't feel too bad. And the the girls were, you know, willingly sending tit pics to the boys, but what the girls didn't know is the boys were trading them like Pokemon cards, you know. And they were they were handing them back and forth. There was like this pyramid. There was a guy at the top who was even selling them, making profit. It was horrible, horrible. And he and I wasn't even a part of it, you know. Which in hindsight I'm happy about, but you know, but at the time it's pretty heartbreaking to be left out of that, you know. You know, when all your friends are involved in a tit pick pyramid scheme <laughs> and you're just left, you don't even know it exists. I would have them over for sleepovers and I'd be like the only one playing video games because they'd be on their phones. This is, a, this, is also a, this is also at the time when like uh, it wasn't smartphones yet. It was, you know, you go to the store and you pick out which phone you want to do. And everywhere, there's a million different ones with slides and folds and whatever. Touch screens were just coming on the scene. Um, but I don't think that's why they left me out. Um, 
I've got a roommate who's an environmental planner, which is great. You know, he's helping out the environment. We need more of those guys. But I wish he would, like, ease up on the whole we're fucked thing. You know, he keeps saying, like, we're fucked. We're beyond fucked. The planet's fucked. And it makes me feel like, well, then why am I pretending to recycle? You know? If, if, we're, if we're so fucked, then what the fuck are we doing then? Trying, you know? It just, like, I totally get it. The environmental people are, like, really trying to, like, make a point. But at a certain point, it just feels like they're, you know, they're just, like, disappointed. And, like, they're not, they're not working any more than we are to a solution. They're just, like, chastising us. Don't mean to get too preachy. <laughs> um, say what you will about the tenderloin. I think there's, there's not many other places where you see so many old white dudes hanging out with minorities. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. There's a, uh, there's also that, like, along the same lines of what I was talking about at first, you know, if you watch the mainstream media news, you know, your CNNs, your NBCs, or your, uh, your MSNBCs and your, your Foxes, you're kind of a sheep, right? It's like propaganda, you shouldn't be watching that, it's so biased. But if you get your news from Twitter and Instagram, those are unverified sources, you're a fucking idiot, you know? So then there's just me right in the middle of completely uninformed because I don't want to be poisoned by all those unreliable voices. Thank you, guys. That's my time. Connor Norton and his unreliable narrator. Yay. <laughs> Woo, Connor Norton. Woohoo. All right, we've got a few comedians left, and I invite you to stick around and be cool and watch them, too, because they've been here the whole time. And I'm learning so much more about your new comedian every time I see her on stage, and I know that she likes candy. Um, put your hands together. She's very sweet. It's Brett Jennings. Yay! <laughs> okay. Um, I went on a date with a guy who, um, he brought his own napkins. Uh, they weren't, they weren't from the food truck we went to. He, they he put them all in his pockets. And when we went to sit down, he couldn't sit down because they were so full. <laughs> Sorry, it just happened, and I just want to share it. Um, <laughs> and he was taking them out of his pockets. There were so many napkins. <laughs> so many. And, um, and I was like, oh, you probably don't have to get all of them. And he's like, no, I'm going to, don't worry about it. And I was like, I'm worried. <laughs> and he just kept taking napkins, and then there was a wind and we were outdoors, and all the napkins flew, and he, he was chasing the napkins, and he was bending down, and he, he, when he bent, he, he locked his knees. He was kind of doing that, and I was like, lift with your legs. Just bend your knees, and he wouldn't, and uh, people were looking at him, and I was just like, he's in hospice. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was good. Uh, he um he also he I called him gregarious and I also used the word quaint and he said talking to me made him feel like he was taking the SATs and I which I love the SATs I really shined in standardized testing so I think that's nice I thought that was a good thing um yeah Oh, I like voicemails. I remember I feel like uh people don't listen to voicemails as often anymore. Uh I uh 
I loved calling landlines and getting people's voicemails that were really long. I love when the whole family would leave one. Or it'd be, be like a mom, and she'd be like, this is the Andersons, and and this is, and Charlie lives here, and she'd be like, Charlie, say your name. You know, say it. And he was like, no. And she's like, say it. And then it'd be like, beep. And you're like, oh, that's the Andersons' house. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's something there. I, <laughs> uh, oh, I, um, I met a guy recently uh, who said he interviews porn stars, and I think that's exci- I was excited. Uh, and I asked him a name of one that he'd recently interviewed, uh, and he said her name, and it was like Edna Schneibel Stein. I don't know. It wasn't that, but it was really long. And I was like, I don't think she'll make it with that name. And he said she's doing very well. But I, I always thought porn star names would be like Icy Slipper or I don't know. I just thought they'd be more fun, but they're not. I um, <laughs> it would just have a lot of meanings. I, I remember in middle school, um, we would come up with our like n- rapper names or our stripper names. It would be like the street we grew up on and like... Uh, and like our favorite candy or something. And I, I was a Buena Vista Peppermint. And I would have the longest name and I would be famous. Uh, I would never have sex on camera and that would be my thing. Okay. <laughs> I would be really well known for it. Yeah. Okay. I love sexual harassment trainings. Um, I the only problem is they're kind of confusing. Like I always end up rooting for the predator because they keep trying to make them really progressive, and so it's always like an older female executive preying on like a young male intern. I'm like, oh, she's being vulnerable. I don't know, <laughs> and that's so hard. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like sexual harassment trainings aren't the time to make a difference. That's my PSA. Okay, thank you. Yay! Keep your hands clapping. I was trying to remember your stripper name. Buena Vista Peppermint! Yay! My stripper name would be, if that was the rule, it would be Shanna Twix, which I think is a great one. Shanna Twix. Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for David Samuel. Yeah, uh, you would. You're Brett Harper. You would have. You would still have three names, even in Stripperland. You would still have to. Okay. Did he interview. He interviewed porn stars, like uh, for jobs or like just for fun. On a podcast. That's great. Um, all right. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's see. I think. Uh, you don't have like any conception of like what rough sex is as a child. I think that's a like there's a moment in your life where you realize that like people f- fuck like that. You know what I mean? Like, like hopefully you're like dad. That wasn't like part of the like birds and bees convert. Like you know, like my my dad wanted me to be a gentleman. He never was like, all right, you pull the you pull the chair out 
or you pay for dinner, open a car door, and when when she asks you to punch her in the head, you really okay. This it's new. It's brand new. This is what we're doing. All right. But it's like I think the closest thing is like uh, like when someone when you're a kid and someone says like oh they're you know like uh, another kid's like mean to you they're like oh it's because they have a crush on you you know like but they don't tell you in the future that same person is gonna want to like you know step on you while you have sex. Okay, that's cool. Brand new. Brand new. I don't like that at all. Can I do notes? <laughs> I don't like that new bit at all. All right. Fuck else we're doing. I was, uh, let's do it. I, um, from a white trash town where, hell yeah, where I'm, I was ethnically, I'm ethnically Jewish, but I was raised Catholic. But when you're in a white trash town, that just means you're Jewish. You know, that's, okay. That's good. I needed this. I, uh, I did. But it's cool. There was only one other Jew at my high school. That was my brother. It was just us two. Uh, we, were ha we were holding it down, you know, teaching them about Judaism there with Weird, because now I live in a bigger city where there's a lot more Jews. People Jew check me now. I have an experience. You know, people see my face, hear my name, like David Samuel, pretty Jewish name. Are you Jewish? And, so, and I lie. You know, I say, yeah, I am. And then they go, uh, wh what was your rabbi's name growing up? And it's like, for me, it was Father O'Hannigan. You know, and he didn't really talk about Judaism a lot, other than that it was evil. And, Okay. I just woke up from a nap. I like that. This is the perfect energy to come out of a nap, too. All right. Um, fuck am I going to do? What else I got? What else I got? I, uh, fuck it. That's all I got, actually. That's all the new shit I got. Yeah, I'm going to give the time back to the room. Thank you, guys. Yay! David Samuel. His birds in the beast talk was very violent. Woo! Look at the violence inherent in the system. Yay! Um, your next comedian is so lovely, and he goes to L.A. all the time, and he's back up with us right now, and I'm so excited to see him. Put your hands together for Trevor Dillon. Yay! Hi. So I'm really excited to be back in the mission. Last time I was here was for a pride parade. Appropriate response. And I hate those pride parades, and let me tell you why. Pride parades are the one place on the planet where gays have an excuse to be mean to each other. They come up to me, they're like, ew, why are you wearing those clothes? I'm like, why aren't you wearing clothes? So sad. And like, if you're gay, you know that pride parades are sponsored in part by Lonely Housewives, because they like us now. And they're walking around the bars. They come up to me, they're like, oh my God, my nephew just came out as gay. He lives in Berlin, do you know him? And I'm like, ma'am, I'm Jewish. Last time we went to Germany, it was a big mistake. She left real quick. Um, anyways, Pride Parades, I got sidetracked. Um, no, that's all I got about Pride Parades. I've been going to gay bars a lot recently here in San Francisco. I know it's been a lot of fun. Every time I go in there, there's this one I go to called Bo, which is French for annoying straight women. And... 
Every time I go in, there's always some college girl there who spills her drink all over me. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm just Scorpio. And I spill my drink on her. I'm like, I'm just a vindictive bitch. I get back at that. And like, I go in that bar on a Tuesday because I'm desperate. And I look at the TV. They have gay porn playing. Classy as hell, right? And all the gays are sitting around watching it like they're at a sports bar. Like, go blue balls. I was like, this is dumb. I already saw this movie. Let's see. <clears throat> it's going great. Um, I don't know. Kids today will never really know what it was like to grow up gay back in the dark ages. Do y'all know they have a book now called The Gay BCs? I, well, <laughs> and obviously, like, I wanted to buy it. I can't help it. I'm a scholar. And... And it's sold out, because all of these woke parents decided to buy it, and now it's just left to my imagination. Like, what is it, like P is for poppers? D is for daddy? I don't know. <laughs> the straight guy in the back's laughing, I'm doing well. And um, let's see, what else? Dating is a train wreck, you guys. I know, sad, right? And I think part of the problem is like I'm looking for dates in the wrong places, like a bathhouse. I go there, they have a sign in the front that says you have to wear a mask and show your vaccination card for COVID. I'm like, wrong virus. You know, it's so stupid. I don't know. And like these apps are no help whatsoever. There's this one I found called Highly, and it says it's for ages 17 and up. So either I'm gonna meet the man of my dreams or go to prison. I don't know. And it's totally changed the subject. I'm gonna try this new joke out. Um, it's really easy to tell when a guy's bi-curious because they ask a lot of questions. Like they're always like, I'm gay. Well, like how do you know you're gay? And I'm like, I don't know, I just, I just know. And then they're like, well, I'm like, I think I'm straight. And I'm like, okay. And then five minutes later is, I think I'm bi-curious. And then another five minutes later is, I'm close. All right. My name's Trevor. Hey, I got that at the end. Trevor Dillon, yay! Closer, closer. I'm excited. We have a gay rock block right now. Uh, your next comedian just murdered at the punchline last night. Just a stellar knock it out of the park set. A plus plus. Put your hands together, everybody, for Colin Braun. Yay! Thank you. I uh, I had to do a clean show in Reading this weekend, and I have some newer clean stuff I'm trying to try out on um, people that aren't depressing. So I'm hoping that you might indulge me. Is 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 this funny? All right, what's what's funnier, this or that? I I think that is funnier, but this is much closer to my heart. Um I don't I'm going to put that down. And I don't need this either. Um so if you like that, I think you're really going to like this one. I was worried how this would do at the clean show because it's a bit bold, but um, I think this this was probably the best one of the night. All right, who likes balloon animals? Follow-up question, who has balloons? 
I don't have any balloons. I left them at my Amazon wish list. All I have are these bags I have to bring with me when I walk my dog. Um, and these are kind of like balloons. So let's see what we can do. <clears throat> Make a wish. I wish I used a, a fresh one. Um, Here we go, here we go, one, two, three. It's a goose! Isn't that dignified and graceful? All right, I'm gonna do with these what most people do with their dog bags. Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> I, uh, I have a new idea for a drinking game. I've played it a few times, it's really fun. You get fucked up, it's called Think About Your Family. I like to think about my grandpa. My grandpa was an amazing man. He lived a very interesting life. He killed three Germans during the war in Afghanistan. He was stationed in Tampa. All right. Ladies, if the end of the world is nigh and you want to make your man happy, give him a blowjob and be sure to use some big, wet apocalypse. All right. Thank you. This is a character I'm working on uh, it's a guy that's really passionate about uh, construction. You don't understand, you guys. When two pieces of steel come together, it's it's like dancing. Barley, stay inside. Thank you. That's my dog. He's a good boy. Um, I do work in construction. Uh, I have to pr solve problems a lot. That's what we do. We had a problem come up the other day. This concrete that we placed, there was a giant void in the concrete where its father's love should be. Thank you. Anyway, I wear a lot of heavy pants and do a lot of walking around in the heat, which means I have to apply a lot of gold, bound, gold bond powder to my balls, which, <laughs> thank you, someone understood it. Um, and I had to do that today, and I had this white powder all over my dick, and that's normally a Friday night thing. I've been very busy, though. I, my job is miserable, and I've been crazy busy. I've been trying to light a, a letter of resignation, but things just have kept coming up. Stupid. Okay, moving on. <clears throat> New jokes. They're fun. Yesterday, I had the best set I had in a very long time. Today might be one of the worst. I went. Uh, I flew down to L.A. to roast Trevor at the comedy store, and I wiped the floor with him. And when I was getting my ticket, I remember it said, starting in 2023, you need to have a real ID. The DMV, you have to go to the DMV and get a real ID. Because apparently I've been carrying around a fake ID for 15 years. Stupid. Okay, perfect. And lastly, um, my roommate was mad at me when I got home. There was a pool of piss on the floor. He said, Colin, did you do this? I'm like, no, that's not my RIN, that's your RIN. <laughs> All right, one good one. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, my name is Colin Braun, and you can follow me home. Colin Braun! I love those paper jokes. I think that that was carrot top alicious. What is, um, oh, guy, no, no, I loved them. They were really clever, and especially you have to be clean. It's really cute. Guy with the hat, you seem to be a comic because you have a thing, but I don't know your name. Um, teal guy. Hi, what's your name? 
Oh, okay, thank you. Hey, everybody, put your hands together for Felipe! I can't ever... You've got a notebook. Come on. What, you don't want to do something? Good morning, everybody. I did not come here to do comedy, but now I'm doing comedy, so welcome. Let's just read off of the book. Um, yeah. Um, what I was thinking about earlier today. Um, everybody's got, like, an anxiety voice, right, in their head that tells you a bunch of, like, stupid shit about yourself and, like... Your therapist tells you, like, yeah, don't believe it. Like, don't believe your anxiety voice. And, like, I have a lot of friends who they believe theirs. They're telling them dumb stuff. Like, oh, you're stupid. You can't manage your time. You lose your mask in your back pockets all the time. And that would be the case for me because mine's kind of stupid also. And he'll be saying shit like, oh, you're an idiot. Like, why did you say that thing to that person? You're never going to be a stripper. I'm like, what? That's not anything to do with what I want to be. Um, so it says dumb stuff like that. That's fun. Um, let's see what else I got. Oh, uh, Joe Biden's, uh, I've noticed Joe Biden's been doing lots of interviews with helmets on lately, um, and bike helmets on, and it could be that he's just biking a lot, which, which he has been doing, or they're just straight up having him wear a bike helmet around for good measure. Um, so my guess is in a year, they'll have him in, uh, one of those big inflatable bouncy bumper balls that you have, you know, you can fit a person into and they can bounce around in. It'll keep him safe from the world. You know, you can't get COVID. It's basically a hazmat suit. And uh, any assassins will just bounce right off him. Plus, it'll keep the world safe from him. Uh, Any time he goes and tries to pet a kid, they'll just bounce right off into the abyss. Um, you know, they'll have a concussion, but at least they'll be safe from his, his fuzzy old legs. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw his 4th of July address to the nation. Uh, he goes, make, make no mistake, America's best days still lie ahead. Uh, 2012's going to be a great year for this country. Uh, um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know why I'm stressed about that one. Um, hold my brain to assume that I even have sex. So that's, uh, that's, that's a dicey one to be worried about. Although, you know, being empathetic to other people is important. Oh, uh, moderation is important, right? That's one thing. I've, my uh, my aunt and uncle just had two twin babies, pair of twin babies, and uh, we were just talking about parenting and how I like, you know, my parents never gave me sugar as a kid, so I'm super into sugar now. I can't stop eating it. I couldn't watch TV as a kid. Can't stop watching TV now. Couldn't play video games. Can't stop playing video games now. So my my we were talking about, hey, like you know, you should give him some candy. Let him watch TV. And then I was like, well, I wonder if know parents whose kids are crack addicts where they didn't give their kids enough crack as a kid so that's uh that's a that's a good lesson in moderation um, um oh here's a cute one uh oh warriors won lately that's always great one they left uh and i have friends who uh you know, love sports, but also love hating on people when they lose. Uh, you know, uh, Steph had a bad game in game four. He didn't make a single three-pointer. That was a bummer. Uh, and I had a buddy go, man, Steph's fucking trash, dude. Like, what is he even doing out there? And I was like, you know, I mean, I get hating on players, but, you know, he missed a few free throws, missed a few threes. You know, he's in the NBA making billions of do millions of dollars. We're in the YMCA losing six bucks a month. It's not really our place to hate on him. 
be like, you know, a middle schooler watching Pornhub criticizing, you know, Lisa Ann's ball handling skills. Like, never even had sex. Why are you the one <laughs> criticizing them? Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's my shitty jokes. Congratulations to me for coming up here. <laughs> yay, Felipe! Yay! Yay, yay, yay! Okay, I'm the last one, so clap for me. I'm just got a couple new things. Yay, me. Today, I'm dressed as Diane Keaton and Inspector Gadget, if they were having a threesome with your mom. <laughs> you don't know who Diane Keaton is. It's okay. You're too young. Um, I wanted to address something before I did the jokes I wanted to do. Someone earlier was talking about child porn and something, Connor Norton and the child porn ring of the girl boobs and people being underage and stuff. And I just had like a, I just have a question. If I, when I was 13, took like the first selfie and I was naked and then I got it out now and I put it out, would that be me peddling my own child pornography? If it was me? So you're not allowed to do that. Even if it's you and you were underage and you gave consent because you took a selfie of yourself. The law is so stupid. Here's another question. I, that doesn't make any sense to me. Here's the other question. Is it like pedophilic if I masturbate to pictures of my ex-boyfriend on Facebook when he was on the uh, high school water polo team at 16? Is that? It is, but it's him. I know him. If he's, well, then why it's on Facebook? It's just, it, okay. All right. Any other witches in the room? <laughs> Cool. Are you like a uh, ti tiger's eye? Tarot cards, what are you? You crystals? Cat, there we go, all right. Feline powers, I get it. So I'm getting like, I'm getting a real Aquarius vibe from over here. What kind of witch? Are you a Taurus? Dang it, I was, I, one time I'll get it right. Oh, are you a Taurus? See, I was getting an Aquarius vibe from over here. See, I'm a little witchy too, yeah. I don't understand why uh, witches have been demonized. Since the 1500s, like 1600, burned, murdered. What did they do? They just lived in houses away from town with cats. You know, they like to bake. They just like to live without roommates. So, ah, like burn them. <laughs> How dare you not be saddled with a roommate, right? Who are the worst roommates? Do you have any of them? Megan, do you have any? Yeah, men, the worst roommates. Oh, my God. Absolutely, but like having a man as a roommate is absolutely the worst thing. Can you, I mean, ah, they don't clean up after themselves. They never do the dishes. They're just like, they, they, like they don't change their comforters or their sheets or their pillowcases. They'll sleep with the same pillowcase for like six months and be like, you were supposed to change those? <laughs> like, it's like, it's just, I've never changed it. It's like, yeah, but I've been doing it. I've been magically doing all the sheets forever and all the laundry. Ha, 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 and every time you go into the bathroom, like every time I go number two, the poop goes into the water in the toilet and then it goes away. And every time I go in after a guy, it's like all over the sides and like around. One time it was on top of the seat. I'm like, how did it get on top of the seat? And why wouldn't you clean it, you lazy roommate? So witches didn't want to have men roommates. Oh, how dare they not want to live with a man? Cook and clean. Thank you. Am I already at three minutes? Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. 
No, 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 no. I don't want to keep you guys here. It's terrible. Second worst roommate, children, obviously. Jam hands. Disgusting. They touch everything. Don't pay rent again. They're just saddled. Women are saddled with roommates. And so they burned them. And I think that, like, I live alone and with two cats. And, you know, witchcraft. Shit, I fuck it up every time. Feminism is just witchcraft rebranded. You know, sometimes this joke, like, just falls out, and sometimes it's still not. It's like, <laughs> It's like, sometimes it's not clunky, and today it's fucking clunky. Okay, uh, what was my, I don't need to do my other witchcraft porn. Uh, one more thing about witchcraft. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I want to be a stepmom in Walnut Creek, because I really want to be a witch. <laughs> okay, that's not, you didn't get any laughs on that. Okay, um, thank you guys all for being here tonight. I really appreciate it. And um, tomorrow, OMG, Wednesday, Baby Blues Barbecue, Thursday, The Bar on Dolores, Friday, back here, Saturday at Atlas. I hope to see you at any and all of those shows. Okay, thanks for staying, all of us. Yay, us. Bye. Yay. Keep it going for Pam Benjamin. Yay. Watch a nigga transfuse, dirty as the fuse, heavy as the booze. I don't walk, I get carried. Go to platinum fresh beads on my wall, looking properly but commonly. I do a for you, right, brothers? The Indian, the soul man, I entered the white man, my grandfather. Step up and get knocked right the fuck out. It's just like, well, I also, uh, if I don't smoke weed, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be feeling a lot more murderous just in general in my life. So in my day waking, I don't want to go angry, but but I get dreams too. Uh, and it's it's mostly like, you know when people have dreams and they tell you about their dream, they're like, oh, I had a dream uh, and I walked into this empty room. Uh, it, it was empty, but it was like a color. I can't describe the color, but it, people never describe, but you, you accept it in the dream. And I walked in there and it was my dead mother and, and it was, Amazing. And I got to talk with my dead mother for, for 15 minutes, and then the guy from Stranger Things came out, and he said, that's not your dead mother, this is a Tide commercial. And then you're like, wow, that's amazing. That's, wow, that, that's a weird, that's a, you got a lot going on in your life. Uh, but with me, it's just like, I'll have dreams where it's just like, I'm in the dream. You always accept that, like, if you're in a dream and you have fins, you're just like, all right, I got to guess I gotta deal with these fins. You never like go figure out how to use the fins. You're already mid mid fin. You never have to like the first the first 30 minutes of the superhero movie is already over by the time you're in the dream. Like you're already fucking Spider-Man. You don't have to have your dead uncle die or whatever or anything like that. So you gotta you gotta be in that world and you accept it. And the only time like I've had this dream seven times in my life where I am in my life. I am in my regular, regular day, and cottage cheese doesn't exist. I know this in my head, and cream cheese. I've had both. I don't know what the difference is if, if I had a different body chemistry. Cottage cheese or cream cheese doesn't exist. I'm in the dream, and I know this. I don't even ask. People aren't talking about cream. Oh, do you hear all the cream cheese disappeared? What the fuck? We have to, we'll make a mystery out of this, and then it's Scooby-Doo style. Not even that. It's just like, oh, it's not even like I come across a bagel or a can of peaches or anything like that. It's just it doesn't exist, and then I go on with the rest of my day. It's not even good. Like, I've had dreams. One time I worked a double shift, 
at my sandwich making, which when you're working a double shift, you want it to have meaning, not just double the sandwiches you made your previous day. Uh, so it's not really completionary, but I had a double shift at my sandwich making job. I went and did comedy, so I felt worse. And then I went home and I fell asleep for eight hours where I dreamt an entire shift at my sandwich making job. And then I woke up and I had to go to the next shift again. Like I worked four fucking shifts in like 25 hours. I don't know how I, and it was just, it wasn't even like extraordinary sand. Oh God, the, the toaster's burning everything today. We gotta figure this, no, regular sandwiches. Enjoy this thing I make every day. Enjoy this thing that I make every day. Not, not extraordinary. Not extraordinary. Like, you think Martin Luther, like, king, important one, uh, do you think he really had that dream? It's just, no, it's just like, if it, if it was like a dream, like he's making a metaphor out of it, and it's like, oh, I have a dream, sort of like, I have a hope, I have a wish, I understand that. But if he really had that dream, he must have been like, like he went, he goes down, and he, he goes to his regular life, and he just sees white people, and black people, and Chinese people, and they're interacting, and they're just being regular, and then he just dreams that for like three weeks, and it's just like, fucking jump rope, somebody driving a car, and you're like, oh, how's it going, guy riding a car? And it's just a dude that looks different than you. And he has that for like six weeks, and he's like, God damn it, I gotta come up with something out of this thing. Uh, you know, everybody in there looked different. There was kids, and there was adults, and they were looking different, and then they were also living. So it's not like I had, it's not like a meaningless dream. It's actually something that I could base my quasi-religion on. Uh, and it's beautiful. And that's what we have now. That's America. Built off probably a dream. <laughs> oh, man! Or it says, oh, wham. Or it says, oh, ma. Like a, like a fish gel. mentioned being Asian. I was looking at Asian restaurant. Uh, I know you're Asian anyway. Uh, but you mentioned uh, that you are Asian. I was looking through an Asian menu, the best Asian restaurant in Daly City. And in the Bay Area last night, they have fish mob. Fish jaw. I don't know why I pointed at the one Asian person that I saw, but fish jaw, it's a thing. Oh, man. I, I just got myself into this position, didn't I? Oh, talk about oh, man. Oh, fish mob. Why go through all that trouble? Good point. Uh, that's a great point thing that predicted what I was going to say before. Uh, but really, like, by the end of life, are you going to just hit the point and be like, <laughs> like what, what was the whole point? Like, people, when they die, when they're, I'm already 28. Passed it up. Like, people, when they die when they're 27, they're like, oh, it goes on the list. 27 lists. Uh, they could have been great, but no. Kurt Cobain, Janis Joplin, Mama Cass. 27. 27. Meanwhile, really? You see, you, got, you get to be in that list. Even if you have no talent, people are like, oh my God, he had potential. It was just that three years left before he became 30 that he would have turned into something. 
And then you could just get to the end of your life. You could have kids that are already dead and you have to watch all of that. And then at the end of it, you're just like, what was the fucking point of having that kid? Like I had to watch it die too. Like I could have just gotten a good Tamagotchi or some sort of nano pet. Uh, Cause you get to go through a whole life cycle in that and then you get a up, oh, upkeep. Oh, what a reward. It's turning into something different, but you don't have to actually attend a funeral. Cause then you got to go to Costco and find a casket. <laughs> discount, discount caskets. You have a very familiar face. Has anybody ever told you that uh, you look like your parents? <laughs> Just came up with that right there. Solid gold. You guys could use that in your regular life. Oh my goodness. Fish in a blender. Fish just coming up. I, I feel so wasteful every time I throw these on the floor. Uh, one of those people that just keeps trash in their pockets. Uh, and then at the end of the day, I just go like this, and then I put it on my desk. Uh, and, and then I'm just like, okay, I'll leave this here for four days and then just wait for a complaint to come from up top, which is my girlfriend. Uh, just like you wait for management to deal with the problem, then the menial workers can get the shit done. Uh, and that's how it is. It's just like, oh, yeah, decision from up top. I don't, uh, something about fish. What was the fish thing? Fish in a blender. You have some uh, quality control. You're a turd, right there. It predicted that I was gonna be mean again, right there. You're a turd, which still hurts, still hurts. To this day, there's still words that could be said to you, like, sure, all the, all the top level ones that you're not supposed to call anybody anymore. Uh, like, like, even stuff that was cool in high school was not cool anymore. Uh, and even if it was in between friends, and now, now you just gotta call someone a turd and that person has to feel like a turd. And you remember what turds were back in the day. Turds haven't existed since 1994. Like, everybody's been taking shit since then. But turds were something that came from a different era. It was like old shit. The shit that didn't have good fiber in it. The shit that struggled to get through the end of the... It was like a, like Andy Dufresne in Shawshank. The shit that just had to come, like, swim through the... To get to the other side. Uh... And you never come up clean, but that's what a turd is. And then you don't want to be that anymore. And now like, I'd rather have someone call me a worse word. Comedy real art. It's like, uh, I feel like comedy, uh, especially in the way that we've all experienced it tonight, uh, is sort of like, I'm not going to say just macaroni, but all pastas of art, uh, which is different. As a visual form, pasta art, probably not so appreciated around the world, right? <laughs> like, you see, like you see a nice fucking macaroni necklace that has like some real work put to it, and you're just like, wow, this is something I could, I could appreciate. I don't want it. Like, I don't want that to be for me. Of course I wouldn't want, that looks fucking miserable to make, but that's a cool necklace. Like, that's, that's the most comedy, it's just like, it's a passing, hey, 
That didn't make me feel worse. And that's it, that's it. That's the best comedy can do. Like art, you can look, I, my old job they had, uh, they had a, uh, a painting or it was a, it was a photo print of a painting, but that's, that's good enough for me. Uh, but they had, and it, it was, like a whole bunch of different old white guys and they were wearing tall red pointy hats. Maybe this is a famous painting. No, I don't know. And they were saying, go to this, go to this museum. I don't know any of the museums, uh, but go to this museum, look at this. And I was just staring at it in the office at work. And I saw it and I was like, that's stupid. Dumb. I don't like this. I don't know why that's up there. I don't know why I'm right here, standing in this moment, looking at this fucking thing right here. What is it with my life that I am standing here having this thought about this thing that I don't even need to look at? Why did that guy have to paint any of this? But that's part, that part's pretty nice. Oh, I kind of like the shape of that thing. <sighs> All right. Is this what feeling is? And then in that moment, you're like, oh shit, do I have feelings now? Am I a person? Did I just become a person by looking at that photograph of a painting? But with comedy, it's just like, wow, what a, what amazing spaghetti art you made. Uh, sure, I'll have it up on my wall because you're six years old and I don't want to make you feel worse about your life decisions, but Fucking macaroni art. And this is something that I do every day. So, why go through the trouble? Uh, last time I sexually harassed someone. <laughs> Have to pick categories. <laughs> Male, female. Human, non-human. Because uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Like that's the that's that's the last six years. Like I I haven't been too sexual out in public in my life, Pam. Uh, I'm not the type of person that sees another person's like I got something to say to them that somebody else hasn't said that's gonna make them like me. I don't have that. There's nothing. They have to come up to me. And then we have an awkward conversation for several times and then they have to Facebook message me like a week later and ask if we want to hang out. And I'm like, oh, they just want to be friends. I know that. That's the friend game. I know how it's going. But it, and then it evolves to a relationship. I've done that three times now, last six years. Um, so pretty much when I sexually harass, uh, it's usually people that are walking their dogs. And it's not the people walking their dogs. I harass the dogs. I see a dog coming down the street. I'm like, look at that face. Ooh, you think you got a face going on there? Look at that shake. Look at that tail. Ooh, wagging that tail. Such a happy dog. And then I don't even make eye contact with the walker because I'm just like, I don't want them to think that this is me transmitting what I want to say to them to that thing that's furry. No, I'm, I'm feeling everything for that thing right there. But when you tell somebody... Like in front of the dog, in front of the person, like, oh my God, you're so much better than people. Then they know like, oh, he's not a sexual harasser. He's just kind of weird. And that's better. <laughs> Can't sexual harass online. I don't know what I would write. I don't even know how to say hi in a way that, like even hi, when, 
when you get to a certain point in your lack of confidence in your life, you realize that even high feels like sh sexual harassment from you, like coming from you. Because I could say hi to a woman that I want to say a lot of other, I want other things to happen with that woman that I'm saying hi to. Uh, but at the same time, I know that I can't say anything else other than that high. Basically, this whole thing was me saying I'm innocent. Uh, so if anything comes up in the next five years, uh, anything comes up in the next five years, just remember, character witnesses right here. Uh, well, he said he wouldn't do it, and he seemed genuine. He was sweating. Help me. Which, more people should say that, just in life. Don't expect help, but... You know, when someone's like, hey, how's it going? Just be like, help. <laughs> no, you all right, man? Help me. <laughs> no, I'm just like, uh, what's, what's going Help. Me? No, dude, I just like, I was, what do you, what do you need help? <laughs> and then they walk away and they're like, that guy get some help. <laughs> and it's fine. But anyway, I'm going to stop talking. You guys have listened. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Keep your hands clapping for FC Sierra and all the amazing comedians you saw tonight. Uh, this was a lot of fun. We have the Hell Hat every third Friday of the month. Uh, the fourth Friday of the month is always Hell in a Handbasket. Uh, which is a little different, but kind of the same. It's like chopped, but with baskets. Very similar to this, but also very different. Thank you, guys. Thank you, real audience people, for coming and laughing and listening to our jokes. And uh, come to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. Thanks. Bye-bye. of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> everybody listen to the weekly review with roman every friday from noon to 2 p.m this is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program we interview community organizers
activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. My friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. Every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs>
Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2 Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for eight bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening. But a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks folks, Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it, go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy, Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, yo, yo. few cannabis vape lounges Yo, Mike, Mike, yeah, that's good. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for yo, 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 yo. adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at yo, 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 yo. Both locations are open until 10 yo, yo, yo. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches hitting switches going back. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com.
Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscope. Some, some live on the air. You know, live music's always the best music. Cool. And now, Kelly Gordon. I don't know. I'll sing. You just you just go ahead. Go ahead. You do something. We're going to have Albert on the uh, accordion. We're going to have Barb on the drums. She's just going to hit things. She, she can just, like, uh, play drums on anything. Say, so check it out. We got these. Uh, these. Okay, go ahead. I'm waiting. We're still waiting. Just play that fucking thing, dude. You take it to the give. Give me that. Give me that goddamn guitar. Give me that guitar. No, you don't want to play it? <laughs> oh, I right. should have just, just wailed this. Alright, what, what song? Let's do a cover or something. Yeah, yeah. Let's do a cover. Hey, pig. Yeah, you. Hey, pig, 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 piggy, pig, pig. Gonna do. Busted back and broken bones. Left me standing here all alone. Little piggy gonna find something new. Gonna stop me now. I don't care anymore. Nothing gonna stop me now. Nothing gonna stop me now. I don't care anymore. Nothing gonna stop me now. Hey, pig. Things didn't work out like we planned. Hey, pig. There's a lot of things I thought you could help me understand. What am I supposed to do? Nothing gonna stop me now. I don't care anymore. Nothing gonna stop me now. I don't care. Nothing gonna stop me now. I don't care anymore. Nothing gonna stop me now. Oh, there you go. Kelly, now it's your turn. That was Nine Inch Nails. It was. It goes out to all you pigs out there. You know who you are. You can play anything. Hendrix, The Doors, one of your own things. You could just play some blues. Let's do some blues. That'd be cool. It's up to you. I want you to say something like real sloppy. No, that was cool. Let's let's roll with that. It's so out of tune. No, it's just so in tune. Just just roll with it. 
try. Just try, baby. Takes a piece of me when she goes. Oh, fuck it, dude. You gotta play some rhythm there. I can't sing over that shit. I can't, I can't no, rhythm no. You, you, you're just as loud as I can do. You're floored. All right, hey, thanks for listening to Roxy Roller Radio Show. If you wanna just play on your own, though, I'm gonna let you do that shit. I'm gonna go uh, sample that merchandise. And uh, so just like play, you wanna play anything you want? You, are you just over it? Oh, yeah, too. You could play. I'm just saying, I just won't sing over it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to play? No, I do. Uh, I, not, not on that thing. We should go.